back for this bonus hour of content. You know how we do for the people. Because You're we welcome. appreciate the people. You are always welcome. <sighs> Most of you are broadcasting live from Hinesville in the final portions of today's practice as well. But as we always do in the 3 o'clock hour, oh, yeah. during training camp especially, we like to take a little bit of a round-the-league approach. We like to, you know, paint with this broad brush as we look at the other divisions. Yeah, yeah, and you know, three-hour show every day. We like to take yeah, 15 minutes and just talk about some football outside of what's going on here. Not 16 field. minutes, just 15 because – Maybe 14 and a half. Yeah, we, we never overwork. We'll underwork now, but we're not going to overwork. <laughs> that, that's for certain, okay? <laughs> So the division that we have to go and talk about now, unfortunately, is home of the reigning Super Bowl champions. Ah. Your boy TB12 in them. How dare you. Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> what team you want to start with first? I know you like to go alphabetically. Alphabetical by first name. Atlanta, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can figure that one out quickly. The A, that's at the top of the alphabet. Well, no, no, no. See, good the thing was. The thing was, I started to say since it's a most host Tuesday, you can we were gonna do it by by we, team. Name. We can, yeah, and I wanna go by team name. So okay. by team name, Buccaneers. Ha 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 ha. Ah. Jean Claude. I see what you're doing here. You're, you're throwing a monkey wrench into the equation. <laughs> I see what you're doing here. So with that being said, man, let's talk about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they're not mine, but I know you love TB12. Yeah. And that's your boy on opposite day. Come on, now. I know you. I just saw you eating the avocado ice cream as you was walking up here. You didn't even have sprinkles on it. Listen, I, I was appalled on this by that. show, we made a Tom Brady bet last season. One of us believing in Tom Brady, the other one not believing in Tom Brady. You want to remind me who was the one who was a Tom Brady believer? I was just a winner. I don't. I don't See, know. That's why I don't know why you calling him my boy. Yeah, I mean, you're I, the one I'm who called the winner, shot man. last year and you I nailed it. So you should just be basking in that glory. You nah, should be. See, the, the you should be was, piling on the me. The thing was, I realized that you really loved him so much that you tried your best to make an astronomical bet going against him. It just stood out so much. I said, I could tell you're forcing this thing. You didn't really believe it. Uh-huh. So I just said, I give. I put it out your misery. I, uh, I, 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 I will uh-huh. take the alley oop that you are throwing here. <laughs> But Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, we know they are returning all 22 starters. It's pretty crazy. I don't even know if we've ever seen that happen before from a team that just Someone won the Super did Bowl. the research. It's happened one other time in the Super Bowl era. It was like, I want to say. Was, was, was free agency available then? I don't think so. But I do remember somebody did the research on this. It's the second time it's happened. Because I was wondering, like, maybe one of those Steelers teams before free agency was available. Right. Or, like, one of those Packers teams in the 60s. But I'm like, since free agency has happened, and it's like how it is now where guys legitimately can sign where they want to sign, this is, like, one in in a million, it seems like here, man. But obviously that's a big reason why a lot of people are high on them in terms of their chances to do the unspeakable. (laughs) <laughs> Repeat. <laughs> I mean, we know one of their players has already accomplished that. Mm-hmm. Actually, two of those players have accomplished that feat. But with Tampa Bay, man, they bring back a lot of guys. So, for me, my question to you is this. Last year, you doubted him, that quarterback. I did. Do you feel like he still has enough in the tank to get it done Yeah, with that group again this year? Absolutely. Where I really underestimated the Buccaneers last year, honestly, Motsi, is everybody else. Mm. I mean, you know, we made some jokes about Tom Brady, and yeah. I said that I had him ranked as the 11th best quarterback in the NFL outside, outside you know of the top ten. But where I was really 
I think I picked I picked the Bucks to be a wild card team. I'm pretty sure because yeah. um, we felt this, they would struggle with the Saints, which they did. They lost to him twice in the regular season. I mean, yeah. got got hammered, got hammered, hammered. Yeah. Yeah. But in much like Tom Brady fashion, that doesn't matter. Whenever you're Third still winning games in the playoffs, <laughs> yeah. Um, my my more so concern last, and a big part of this too was we all knew no offseason programs, none of that to get on the same page, and we saw that play out. I mean, they were seven and five heading into their bye week, mm-hmm. and then they didn't lose again. Where I really underestimated them, though, last year, Motsi, was the, the cast around Tom Brady. I mean, we knew the wide receivers were going to be good. But other than that, how much does Gronk really have left in the tank? I think you and I were both high on Tristan Wirfs, but neither of us thought he was going to be that good as a, as a rookie. The defense was phenomenal. Um, I just really underestimated the supporting cast that they had built up down there in Tampa Bay. You, you get Tom Brady into the driver's seat there, and it was almost like looking back on it now, like, how you know? How could that team have not went on a run like they did? Um, I think they're set up to do very similar this year, Motsi. I think they'll have a better regular season. They're, they're going to be more on the same page. They're going to be more familiar with each other. The New Orleans Saints I don't think are going to be as good. Uh, the Falcons I think are going to take a little bit of a step back. Now the Panthers might be a little bit better, but that just so clearly when it felt like the Saints division for the last – what, five, six, seven years. The Falcons had some say a couple times. The Panthers, you know, 2015 with, with Cam Newton. But it feels like that division is is now Tampa Bay's. That's definitely the vibe right now. I mean, they're still talking about a quarterback competition or controversy in New Orleans right I now. I know, which is insane to me. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. If Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback, <laughs> I will not watch a snap of New Orleans Saints football this year. Like, like to me, man, when I'm hearing that, I'm like, yeah, the longer that stays a competition, the the further this gap is that Tampa Bay is creating. I right would now, rather man. watch paint dry than watch Taysom Hill as a starting yeah. quarterback. So that's going to be interesting, though, as it pertains to Tampa Bay, man. Though. I got my Tampa Bay question for you, though. Go for it, man. Absolutely, go for it. Any real concern with Tom Brady in this knee injury and knee surgery? Not necessarily because he's not a mobile player. <laughs> that is such a good point. <laughs> like, I mean, when we talk about Ben, we, we, we know that – a part of his MO is he likes to be tough on that field, man, throwing guys off. We, I mean, even now you see him out there, multiple guys be hitting him and he's staying up, right? Tom Brady, that's never been his game. Nope. Tom Brady's not going to try to be a tough guy. He's not going to ever try to win that competition or be a better athlete. He understands that, hey, I'm paid to throw this ball. So if I'm about to get sacked, I'm going to just drop. He might run one time all season for about five yards. It's going to take about ten seconds, and it'll be a critical <laughs> first down. Okay? But outside of that, all he needs that knee for is to drop back, throw dimes, and do quarterback sneaks when it's a hurry-up situation. That's about it. So, yeah, I have zero concern about Tom Brady and that knee. I think that he takes such good care of his body that him healing, that's not going to be that's an true. issue. You're not going to have to worry about it being too much weight put on his body as right. he's coming back from, especially with the knees and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't have any concern. That's a good point that the mobility yeah. is just not really a part of the equation of his game. Biggest biggest concern for me about Tampa is just the Super Bowl hangover. Sure. When everybody comes back, I mean, you know how it is. You you, you feel great. You feel on top of the world. Everybody's going to be telling you how awesome you Maybe guys are. you're not were. working quite as hard. Everybody's yeah. going to tell you that, hey, you guys are the favorite to repeat. You know Brady has repeated. You could be, hey, hey he's going to do it again with you guys. As opposed to this that? time last year, they were hearing about the Saints and the Saints right. and the Saints and the Saints and the Saints and maybe Brady the, still maybe the Packers it. and the Niners as well, yeah. too. Was Brady your product of Belichick Right. Or not? People were questioning them right. last year, whereas now you're right. They're crowning them. Yeah, a lot and of those questions got put to bed, man. That's a different place to be for sure. Although I will say having somebody like Tom Brady in the fold, I'm sure helps navigate that as well, too. Yeah, for a fact, it definitely does, man. So uh, did you have anything else on Tampa? I'm good. All right. All right. Next on that list. You, you, you want to take a guess what's next? 
Falcons? Oh, come on, right? man. You're supposed to be good at this thing. Why are you guessing about it? Just, just say it with confidence. Falcons. There we go. <laughs> come on, man. A-E-I-O-U. You know, I'm naming off vowels. And sometimes why? Yeah. What's your, what's Only on a leap year, though. What's your burning Falcons question, Motsi? You still believing in Matt Ryan? As a quarterback who can win games, yeah. Um, I mean, we talk about supporting casts. He's a guy who needs some supporting casts. Yes. Um, now, let's not poo-poo Matt Ryan. He's an MVP of the National Football League, and we lament quite often our guy Ben Roethlisberger, another guy that you and I think is very good and is also headed to the Hall of Fame one day, Russell Wilson. Those guys have never even received a first-place MVP vote, and Matt Ryan has won the dang thing. And, you know, again, this is this is the razor-thin margins of, of sports reputations and legacies, but – one or two different play calls, and Matt Ryan could have a could have a Super Bowl ring on his finger, but he does not. That is the way sports go. Um, Motsi, I, I think he's still good enough to win games. I don't think they're going to be terrible with Matt Ryan in the fold, but I don't think he can do the um, the Aaron Rodgers thing, right? Mm, and 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 yeah. take maybe a team that should be winning eleven or twelve games and win thirteen, fourteen games, right? I I don't know if he has that type of elevation power to his game. But I still think he is a, a solid quarterback. He is definitely a number one. If we were making our list of ranking all the top quarterbacks in the NFL, I bet you he'd be somewhere in the teens, you know, but 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 high, like probably closer to 15 than, than to 20. Um, but Julio Jones is now gone. There's been some change there, new coaching staff. Kyle Pitts, though. We like Kyle Pitts. We do like Kyle Pitts. That was my Falcons question for you was, like, how big of a role can we legitimately expect him to have this year? That, I think, is, is a big X factor in this. If he can be – one of those tight ends that's just a matchup nightmare that that can run down the field that can that can really be a headache for opposing defenses and defensive coordinators then i think you know this falcons team could could hang around long enough to make their season interesting um but it it does seem weird like it, it really felt like this past summer might have been the time for them to move on from matt ryan still get something from I him mean, while was, you can that was a lot of the, the really talk about really them. reset the era um, and people were surprised when they went with Kyle Pitts. He is. You know what, though? He's 35 years old when, if you look at it in the scope of things, mm -hmm. Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, the Ben Roethlisberger's. I mean, by, by that mantra, if you get four or five more good seasons out of him, if you get another playoff you know, appearance in there, then maybe it was worth it. Um, but it does seem like for the offense, a, a lot of their success is going to hinge on Kyle Pitts this season. And obviously, I would imagine that will look different in the back half of the season. They're not going to come out week one and make him the focal point of the of the game plan, I don't think. But maybe See, they, did draft I, fourth, yeah. they did draft him fourth overall. Hey, look, when you draft a guy fourth overall, I'm like, yes, he needs to be the focal point yeah. from from the time. Hey, you, the same way we threw Joe Schobert out here was it day one. You fresh off the plane. Hey, get this green dot and come play. When you draft Cal Pitts fourth overall, no, 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 we're not talking about what you what you feel comfortable. We're going to tell you this. Look, man. This the playbook. You need to know every single call. You'll be ready to go. And you're active on every every yep. play. You're the option. You're option number one. Every single play. Um, fourth overall was that also I believe where Ezekiel Elliott was selected fourth overall. Does that sound right? Sounds See? about right. You know, what? I'm gonna just say yeah. He came in and was the focal point of an offense right away as mm -hmm. a rookie. Yeah. If if Kyle points can be that guy, if he can be offensive rookie of the year type, um. They, the Falcons will be, you know, they'll be a legitimate team. They might still have a losing record, but they could win seven or eight yeah. games. Now, because we know they got other issues out there. They do. <laughs> yeah. The defense isn't great. 
the, I mean, again, new coaching because, staff. Like, they have really good players. They do. But as a whole, their team just, they're just, they, just weird, and they, man. They have, like, brain. That defense always – Like, you talk about Grady Jarrett. Like, Grady Jarrett's a monster. But they, on that defense, the defense is good like just that. Just as a whole, they have brain farts. They have letdowns in the worst possible Jones, moments like, of games. Yeah. Like that fourth quarter against the Bears last season where Nick Foles was just carving Thank them you. boys apart. Thank you. Just like, carving those guys we, apart. Or, or no, no, no. The, the, the snafu versus the Cowboys Back on to, the, the yes. onside kill. Like, what are we doing here, man? And that's why – I, I I mean I realize that that Falcons fans maybe from the standpoint of just pure wins and losses and uh, they haven't suffered like Lions and Browns fans have but it's a different kind of suffering because they've actually been good now for like seven yeah. or eight years but they, they, they just they fall apart at the worst possible time they suffer from what we like to call situational incompetence yes you know anytime it's a situation that is a great way to put thing, it they they find a way to mess up and it's always self-inflicted it's always That's self-inflicted incompetent. like running the ball three times <laughs> right. in the second half when you have a 28 to 3 lead in the Super Bowl. Like, that's that's self inflicted. That's incompetent. They're going to run the ball right there, three times when we have a 28 to 3 lead. Yeah, it's just, yeah. that's the type of stuff that, man, that's almost worse than being a Lions fan. Absolutely. <laughs> so, sometimes you'd rather not even be in that position. There's hope. Nothing, just, nothing's just worse than hope, up. right? Yeah, just, nothing's don't, worse don't, than don't, hope. don't lie to me like this. Make me feel like we're going to do something <laughs> smart, and then we turn around and don't do it. I am 100%. I, I'd rather have been a Lions fan and just know every season's going to stink as opposed to being built up and crushed. Yeah, man. But such is life in the NFL, such right? Such is life in the NFC South. But look, when we get back, man, we're going to continue this NFC South discussion because we have two other teams that are still in there that we need to talk about. But as you know how we always do this thing, it is Moats and Euler because we got to pay the bills, and we're doing that right now on SNR. <laughs> We're back here in the saddle, baby. Live broadcast from Hinesville right here on Steelers Nation Radio. And all our shows, you know, for those that can't catch them live, I know everybody has jobs and different responsibilities, different, you know, engagements and stuff like that they Sometimes have to tend to. Sometimes people just, you know, they like listening to these types of things when they're working out or doing cardio, yeah. lifting weights, If you need something commercial-free, you know. We do offer this show in podcast format, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, we do. Yes, indeed. Commercial free, right on demand, wherever you like to get your podcast from. Ah, I but, like what, it. But do you know the name of that podcast? I think it's the same name as the show we do here. Huh. What's the name of the show? Stiller's Blitz. With a Z? With a Z? That sounds about right. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you just type in Steelers Blitz in on the end of Blitz, that is Blitz with a Z. If you type that in wherever you get your podcast at, you will find ours. Every show, all the content, word for word, verbatim. Yes, sir. Commercial free. And did I also tell you that not only is it commercial free, but it's free in terms of like what you have to pay. Oh, all you got to I mean, do is just hit the subscribe button, right? It's kind of like a win-win, right? Uh, it's definitely a win-win. That's win. definitely a win-win for me. And in fact, man, make sure while you're hitting that subscribe button that you hit the you know, comment section and drop a comment, a little review, five-star or one-star. We don't want any in-betweens. If you're lukewarm on us, we don't shout you out. That's right. You either love us or yeah. you hate us. We don't deal with the lukewarm, baby. We do not deal with the lukewarm. But that is that, man. So Steelers Blitz, that's Blitz with the Z. Check it out wherever you get your podcast set. You know who? Uh, El, you know what? Another way people listen to us um, on the podcast is uh, when they're winding down in the evening. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I got a buddy. I give a shout out to my guy Billy Bear. Shout out to Billy. 
Uh, that's a that's a top fifteen all time Whippeal rushing running back, <laughs> Billy Bear, right there for Put you. The respect uh, on his just, name, ju- you know, just for over forty seven hundred yards rushing in his high school career here in Western Pennsylvania. Let's get it. No big deal. Let's get it. Uh, my buddy Billy falls asleep listening to us at nighttime. Now I don't know if that's like a compliment <laughs> or if we're putting him to sleep. But hey, the way he's listening. Hey, he's one of he's one of the most iconic Whippeal running backs of all time, Mozi. He listens to us at night before he goes to bed. Shout out to Billy. Hey, absolutely. Shout out to you, Billy. <laughs> and shout out to everybody else that's, like I said, getting these podcasts for him like that so you that's can right. tune in and not miss any of this content. But before we had winter break, man, we were finishing up our NFC South discussion where we were, you know, checking the division out, just deep diving into them a little bit. Yes, so sir. with that being said, man, we got two other teams remaining in the division that we need to, re- yes. that we need to talk about. Yes, we do. First one being the Carolina Panthers. New big quarterback. year for them, yeah. Big year, new quarterback. A lot quarterback. of question marks for them this year, for Second sure. Second year under the new coach. Yep, yep. Uh, they get Christian McCaffrey Caffrey back. What can a health, healthy uh, run CMC do for that offense? Another year for Brian Burns to continue his development, his progression. Mm-hmm. They got a good defense, Motsi, one that was really young last year, started to gel and come together at the end of the season. Can that unit take a step forward? If they can – First-round quarterback, too. If they can, this is going to be a team that I think is going to sneak up on some people. I, I really do. I think they're well-coached. I think they've got a good defense. They've got some holes on the offense, but if Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, it seems like they'll be okay there. But you're not talking about the most important position on offense. Quarterback? Uh-oh. Well, that's because I always leave that to you. You know, you like nah. to talk about the prom kings. I just like to beat them up. <laughs> that's as I talk about them. Yeah, Sam Darnold in the fold. There, Motsi. Mr. Ghost Seer. Yeah. The I, Seer of Ghost. Listen, I really liked Sam Darnold coming out of college. I was high on him. I was like, all right, let's not do the whole USC quarterback thing, right? Um, just like I was kind of doing with Dwayne Haskins with Ohio State guys <laughs> as well, too. I was very high on Sam Darnold when he came out. I, I obviously don't think he's been in a very good situation the past couple of years um, with the head coach, with the franchise, and the offense around him. Um now he's going to get a chance, Motsi, to see how much of that was on him, how much of that was truly on the, you know, the previous situation that he was in. Yeah, and, and I think that that does play a big part in this, man, because when you think about Sam Darnold, he did some really good things, I thought, during his time at the Jets, but at the same time, we knew it was a ton of distractions, a ton of variables that weren't in his favor, and even some would even say that it was a little bit of organizational mismanagement from the GMs and coaches and stuff like that. But for Sam Darnold, I like this situation for him. I it's, do think he's going to a much better, much better place to land. Number one, way less pressure. No one's expecting Carolina to do anything in that division. That's true. I mean, they are viewed as the fourth best team, even though we probably think they're gonna, they might in second in that division. I wouldn't be surprised I, if that, they did. That would not surprise me at all. Like certainly wouldn't be surprised by that. But ultimately, with Sam Darnold being able to go into this low pressure situation. I think for him, he will feel a little bit more comfortable, and I think that's going to help him out a lot. I agree. It's hard when you're a young player going into such a toxic situation that the Jets were, along with having the media, and we know their media in New York oh. is a lot more aggressive than how our media here is locally in Pittsburgh. And and way more aggressive than the media is going to be down there in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, so when you're dealing with those type of things, man, that definitely creates you know a, a little bit more adversity for the younger guys. But I feel like with Sam – I like this situation for him, and I think that he will play a lot better here. I, I think that this is going to be a good scenario for him in Carolina. And I, I, like I said, for me, I'm not surprised if they finish second in that division. I don't think that they'll beat Tampa, 
But I agree. No, I like I, them over New Orleans, especially yeah. if Taysom Hill's the quarterback. Right I now, like I'd, them a lot over New I think New right now I'd pick Carolina to finish second. In that yes. Like I said, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I think when we get to week 16, week 17, week 18 they'll this still be season as well, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be in the conversation. Yeah. Like, they'll – They'll be one of those teams that when you see the graphic on the screen, mm -hmm. right, it has, like, the division leaders, it has the wild card teams, and then it has in the hunt on the right yeah. side, right? Like, they'll be one of those in the hunt teams, I think, down the stretch. I, I think they're well coached. I think the defense is, is coming together nicely. You get Christian McCaffrey back, which should be a huge boost to the offense. Let's see what Sam Darnold can do. And I, 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 they are, they're an intriguing team to me, for sure, this season. Certainly. Now, before we go to this last team in the NFC South, I have to ask you a very, very serious question right now. Mm -hmm. Now, I trust your opinion. I value you a lot. You know that. I appreciate it. I mean, we actually like we like each other. You know, it's not even just oh, no, we like, we're, we're actually friends. We're, we're, hey, we hit the golf course together. I, I mean, mean no big deal. We, we text. We send pictures. Like, we're, we're, we're family. All right? This is what we do. I'm smelling some awesome food right now. And I want to make sure Dude. I'm not tripping. Do you smell... That food, I don't know if it's collard green. I don't know what else. It smells I, so I'm, full, though. I, I am very – like, my stomach has been doing backflips for the last 20 minutes. Okay, I've been over here trying so hard to focus, and I, I'm like, yo, I don't know what this buddy, I am smells with you. so awesome also, here right now. Since, like, we're doing wow. the, since we're doing the Tunch and Wolf talk about food for a minute here. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Good news for you. You know, a lot of the, the – uh, with the first preseason game Correct. being on Saturday, a lot of the stuff going on here is about getting the getting Heinz Field back ready for fans and yes. all those things. And, and you see different stands getting ready in certain places or cleaning up and getting their stuff ready. When I was walking in this morning, Arthur Motes, uh -oh. you know who had their, their windows up and they were getting everything all scrubbed you down and getting ready to me. reopen? Don't you tease me. Chicky and Pete. Oh, Lord. Baby. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. There was two or three people in there, you know, kind of similar to like we've seen behind us with the Burgatory, yeah. just – you know, they, they haven't used those those facilities, those facilities yet, yeah. for a long time. Uh, and even when they did last year, it was for a very small portion of the mm -hmm. crowd. So they're in there. They're getting stuff cleaned up, recalibrated, making sure everything still works, clean everything down, all that good stuff. Chickie and Pete's, there was some moving and shaking going on there, Arthur Motes. So I am excited. Absolutely, I man. need some crab fries in my life. Talk about it, man. Talk about it. Hinesville is coming back to life, and we are all it here sure is. for it. It sure is. All right, back on topic here. Last team in the NFC South that we got to discuss, the New Orleans Saints. Nolens. New quarterback. We don't know who this quarterback will be, but it won't be Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Who obviously retired this offseason. Now it is going to be between Jameis Winston, former first-round pick, and Mr. Do-It-All utility guy, Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. From all the reports that I've been reading, I don't know about you, it still looks like they aren't settled on who's going to be the guy. Correct. Now, and that could always be smoke and mirrors, too, Absolutely. right, where Sean Payton knows yes. who he's going with and he's just playing coy. Um, I would hope that's the case right now. But yeah, I wouldn't put it past Sean I, either. Man. You know, some of these guys, they like to think they're smarter. <laughs> this is true, and Sean Payton is definitely one of those guys. We, we've seen him outsmart himself <laughs> He on has outsmarted himself on occasion a couple times for sure. I... <laughs> To me, Motsi, it comes down to more for the, for the quarterback, right? Like, I, I know with, with any time there's a quarterback competition, that is always going to be one of the one of the leading storylines, if not the leading storyline of a team in training camp. We all know it's, it's quarterback in the National Football League. You need one. Not every team has one. A lot of teams are always looking for them. Uh, so that, that makes a lot of sense to me. I feel like, though, that offensive line is very good, arguably the best in the league. Run game should still be very solid with Alvin Kamara in the fold. I, I I like their defense too, aging a little bit, but still I think good enough for them to win games to make the playoffs. The big question for me is they need your boy Michael Thomas to return to form. 
They definitely do. Like, with the quarterback questions and all that stuff, a lot of those concerns, and I'm speaking from a Saints angle here. Obviously, I'm not concerned about the New Orleans Saints. Right. They can win one game. They can win 16 games. I won't give a rip, although I'd like it if they only won one game because <laughs> I don't like Sean Payton. But <laughs> to me, it really feels like if Michael Thomas can return to form, they're going to be fine. They've, As much as I like to poo-poo them, they've got a good head coach. I just said they have arguably the best offensive line in the NFL. They have weapons. They have a defense that is solid. That'll be a team that, again, will have a chance to probably not win the division, but certainly to make a wild card spot, to go to the playoffs, to be in a hunt down the stretch. It feels to me like a lot, you know, Emmanuel Sanders is gone. Uh, Jared Cook is gone. Like a lot, of, a lot of that, their success to me feels like what happens with Michael Thomas this season. Large, large portion of that is going to be on Michael Thomas and uh, Alvin Kamara as well, right? We know Kamara, both of those guys, they are going to make that offense. I mean, even when Drew was there these past couple of years, they were still the guys. We know that. I mean, Michael Thomas, when he's healthy, we know he's one of the best receivers right now. He is. Because of last season, him not being out there as often and the guys stepping up the way that they did in terms of DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, you can make that case that they shifted that a little bit. But Michael Thomas, he has to be available. And I think if he is available, they'll be good if James is at quarterback. <laughs> If they got Taysom Hill at quarterback, I don't care who's out there. It's, it's, it's not going to look good. They're going to rush for a lot of yards. I don't even think they'll do that because eventually you're going to figure out he's not beating you with his arm. That's <laughs> Back true. The box. That's true. We saw this last year in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, for me, man, that's kind of like my, yeah. my approach with them, though, man. It's, it's heavily going to be dependent upon Michael Thomas, man. I, Heavy yeah, Michael I, Thomas. I agree. And I feel like, man, if it is Taysom Hill, like, that just – and I, I don't know because, again – to be fair, Sean Payton's always had a crush on Taysom Hill. But that would speak volumes to me kind of about Jameis Winston. If it, yeah. Like, because Jameis, he's looked the part. He's trimmed down. He just seems like he's 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 much, much more clarity above the shoulders when he mm -hmm. speaks to the media, when he's doing things publicly. Like, he feels like Jameis Winston. Maybe a lot of what we've talked about with Dwayne Haskins and what we're seeing with him and where it looks like he's going. Right. Feels like a professional quarterback. A guy that had a ton of talent, maybe coming to the league, was a little immature. Um, all those, you know, his whole life people have been telling him how good he was because he was really good and he gets money and he's a, he's a first-round pick and he just doesn't quite have it at the next level. He's got to buckle down and really work for it. I, I, I think we've seen all that from Jameis Winston uh, over the last – and even back to last year I mean, when I he was with the team. I just love how even when you just hear his interviews now. Yeah, like he, he just, just seems so much more He's not out there, we're going to eat a W anymore. So like, much more polished. I'm like, yes. I don't know if you went to like – not trying to make light of it, it reminds me of like when a person is struggling with something and they go and check themselves into a facility and they come back 30 days later and you're like, yo, you're, you're a different person. you are like – Different, yeah. but in a good way. But like, in a good way. This is awesome. Yes. Like, we love that you, you see the growth, you see the like, maturity. Yes. To me, that's the vibe I get from James. 100% agree. 100% behind him for that, man. Like, he's a guy that needed to, to mature a little bit. Similar conversation we had about Devin Bush, right? Certain players, even if they're not doing Hey, buddy, we were having that same conversation negative, about Ben Roethlisberger when he was that age, like, too. Let's, honestly, not, let's not yeah. lie to ourselves. So There's like, a lot of guys that are in that position. So when I think of Jameis, man, at least seeing him being able to identify that this offseason and come back with a more serious, a more professional demeanor, I do think that helps them out a lot. But he can't control if Sean Payton wants to go to Taysom Hill route. If Sean Payton he has a crush on that, Taysom man. Hill, I mean, you know what they say, Arthur Moach, you can't fight love. I hope it isn't love with those guys. God, I hope it's not love. Me either. Because, like I said, <laughs> I will not watch a second of New Orleans Saints football. Oh, I can't deal if that's with that. The case. Man, man, Who wins man. the division, Motsi, as we wrap this up here? 
to me, it's got to be Tampa. Yeah. Um, them bringing back all their stars, even though New Orleans had got New Orleans had their number both times last year. I just feel like Tampa, they're not going to be concerned with that anymore. They weren't. You caught them before they jailed. That, what, week 10, week 11. In fact, it was like right after they got whooped that second time by New Orleans. Mm-hmm. That's when it looked like that shift hit. When it clicked for them. Yeah, and they had a bye week to, to, yeah. to settle down a little bit. And then bit. from there, with, no, Green Bay. Because it was then, bye week, Green Bay. And then from there, they just started rolling. They did. They really did. I, it's tough for me to that, – that seems like a no-brainer. Who wins the division? I mean, that's like asking who wins the AFC West, right? It's going to be the Chiefs. It's going to be the the Buccaneers. Uh, is there more than – maybe the real question is, is there more than one playoff team to come out of the NFC South? Oh, that is a really good Can question. Can the Panthers get there? Can the Saints get there? That is a legitimate question. Because let's think oh, around the rest man. of the NFC, right? Green Bay, you, they're they're locked in. Yes, um, and it feels like, man, the Vikings are going to be in this conversation. Green Bay, Minnesota, Tampa – Yep. Who else we want to go with from the if NFC? You, like, of the Rams Wh- in Seattle, yeah. it feels like one of them, one's going to win the division. Yeah. One's gonna, I mean, who are, who, I think the one, Niners as well, too, now. You got, one, you got at least one from the NFC. I mean, from the NFC East, excuse me. Yep. Whether that is Dallas. Probably just one from that division. Yeah, I, was say, I feel like it's just <laughs> yeah. one, but I don't know which one it'll be. I think it'll just be but one. But the other three divisions, man, it feels yeah. like there's some legitimate. I mean, look at the you know Seahawks, Rams, Niners, all three of those teams. And, hey, even the Cardinals could take a step forward this yeah. year. Well, you, no, no. Think about the NFC North. They could easily be a three-team, a three-team division between Green Bay, uh, Minnesota, and Chicago. If Chicago, if Justin Fields or Chicago Andy Dalton, the if they last can, year. Yeah, <laughs> that could easily be a case like absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. It's gonna be tough, but I, I think the Saints and the Panthers have a shot. They'll be in the hunt. Yeah. Oh man, it's gonna be fun though. It is gonna be fun. Isn't it I always love about this always, time of it's year? It's always man. fun. Always that time of year, man. Always that time of year. But it is also that time of day. Uh-oh. That time of day where uh, we gotta, I got to pull up the tweets. Yeah, man, because this is the final segment that's coming up. So we haven't done a good job because it was me hosting today, and I had a lot going on, and I was thinking about, like, food and other cool stuff like food. Yes. So uh, real quick, before you sign off here. Sign off? Wait a I minute. mean, not sign, like, to Wait. go to break. I wasn't going to break. Yeah. <laughs> you were just going to keep it rolling? Yeah, I was just going to commercial free at one time. Before you promote the tweets or the last – We've gotten a few people here. Chase Claypool, Chase Claypool, Chase. Yeah, Moats and I are sitting here in the end zone. Yeah. We know what's going on, all right? But remember, we're we not allowed We're not allowed to it. talk yeah. about what's going on on the field, so don't tweet us about Chase Claypool. Yeah, even watching it happen, we can't talk about it, all right? So we're not Happened right in front of us. You can tweet us all you want. I, we can't talk about I it. I was over here tapping West like, West, 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 look, man, look, man. But, yeah, we can't talk about it, baby. So that's unfortunate. So tweet us everything except for about Chase Claypool. Yes, everything except that information. But either way, you already know where to find us. And that is on the Twitter.com at DaBody52. DaBody. And, of course, at Wesley Euler. Da good hair. And when we get back, we will read off those tweets. This is Euler Motes on SNR. always go to the twitter.com to wrap up our episode yes we, we do. are going to do next so with that being said baby with that twitter.com looking like yeah so this is a uh, a, f- a fun fact poll here by jared um jared tweets and says i know you guys have a lot of content today if this doesn't fit or you've talked about it ignore me but this is amazing and he shares um a graphic from the nfl that has the last losing season for each nfl team 32 teams in the nfl mozi right Last time they had a losing season. Now, almost half of this list had a losing season last year, <laughs> all right? 
uh, 15 teams of the 32 in the NFL had a losing season last year. So almost half the league alone had one last year. If you go back to two years, right, Motsi? Just two years, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. 21 of the 32 teams in the NFL have had a losing season in the last two years. Interesting. That's crazy, isn't it? Heck yeah. Then you get some of the teams like the Chiefs, for instance. They mm -hmm. haven't had a losing season in nine years. Pretty good. Ravens, they haven't had a losing season in six years. Titans, Correct. they haven't had a losing season in six years. The Seattle Seahawks are the next closest one to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers have gone the longest time in the mm. National Football League without a losing season. 2003 was the last time the Steelers had one. Okay. Like I said, the Seahawks have the second longest streak. Do you want to guess what year it was when they had their last losing season? For the Seahawks. For the Seattle Seahawks. <sighs> How long is – oh, man. It would have had to have been before Pete Carroll. I'm going to say no, because it couldn't have been 2000s. That was Sean Alexander's time frame then, so it had to be before then. All right, I'm going to go after Ricky Waters, but before Sean Alexander. So I'm going to say 95, 96 time frame. 2011. Oh, man. <laughs> you made it seem like it was so long ago. Jeez. But think about that. The Steelers, their last losing season was 2003. Okay. The next closest team in the NFL, 2011. Oh, I missed that part. So I actually that's, heard that part. I missed that part. Like, that's yeah. crazy to me. I told you, missed the Steelers. You said 03. I that's, a gr yeah. that's great research. That's a great fact pull by Jared. Absolutely. 2011 for the Seattle Seahawks was the next closest team to the Steelers, 2003, in terms of tenure of not having a losing season. That is wild. Jason tweets us and says, what gives? You can't talk about Chase, but the media people can tweet it out. Come on, man. Listen, I don't make the rules. All right, folks? I'm just telling you what they are. I don't make the rules. I'm just here so I won't get fined. It's that simple, man. It is that simple. And again, I mean, like, what do you really want us to say? Exactly. I mean, we're not gonna, we don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not yeah. down there on the field. We're that medical doctors. We at this didn't point, even examine at him. this point, everyone knows yeah. Chase got a little shooken up at the end of practice. That's all we can tell you. Yeah. I mean, we can get up here and lie. <laughs> we can get up here and lie. <laughs> we can get up here and speculate. We can lie for you now. If you want us to lie, we can but, lie now. I mean, honestly, yeah. we're not. no one's going to know until we know exactly. if it's just something small or if it actually is something that could be significant or could linger. Very true. But again, we're just following rules, folks. All right? Don't shoot the messenger. And if you're going to shoot the messenger, shoot the one with and, the good hair. And, and no, just honestly, you know what? Forget that. I mean, Motsi and I, neither of us were, neither of us are paid enough. This is way above our pay grade. All way right? So above our pay grade. I don't even – I honestly, it's – it just is what it is. It's way yeah. above our pay grade. That's a nice way to put it. Um, Steel City Champs here says, give me your prediction for the first six games of the regular season record-wise. Oh, boy. So, Buffalo, mm -hmm. uh, Las Vegas, Cincinnati, Green Bay. I know those are the first four games, right? And then after Green Bay, I'm trying to think. I got it right here. I was about to say, I'm pulling up on my I phone. I got it myself. right here. I know those are the I first four games for sure. We like working in quarter increments of, of the regular season. Uh, and then, okay, yeah, after Green Bay, it's the Broncos and then the Seahawks. Oh. Raiders, Bengals, Broncos should be victories. Seahawks, Packers, Bills are three good teams. You said Bengals should have been a victory? Yeah. It's at home. It's here in Pittsburgh. When did we lose to them last year? We did. Where was it at? Here in Pittsburgh. Who? It's true. Who was their quarterback? Not Joe Burrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to go four and two to start first six games. You going three and three? You are typically more pessimistic on these things than I am. Absolutely. I, I'm over here like I'm feeling three and three. 
but I'll be I, I, three and three. I'm going three and three, but I just don't know how they get to. It. I don't know if it was a you start out three and zero oh, and you lose three in a row, or you start out one and two but you're coming out two in a row at the end of it. I'm hoping it's like that because that's a more optimistic feel to it compared to if it was. Oh man, you started out with these first three wins and now we want a little bit of a skid sure, here. Sure. Yeah. But I think three and three is about right. Rod tweets us and says, I'll tell you what, boys, this is the most interested I think I've ever been in training camp. You got Devin versus Schobert. You got Chooks versus Dan Moore Jr. You got Sutton versus Pierre. It's been a spicy training camp. I agree. Very, I, very spicy. But we're all here for it, man. You know, a lot of the times, and again, I we've said, like, every training camp has competition. That's in the nature of the beast. But it feels like there's more starting role competitions here. That, like, usually it's for who's going to be the second guy, who's going to make the team. Those are the – how many running backs are they going to keep, right? This mozi I mean, there is a, a lot of, of big-time roles out there still to be um, to be designated, and, and that is exciting. It is spicy, as Rod would say. That's how it needs to be, though, man. It's more fun that way, and I think the team will be better for it because of that. Agreed. Big time agreed. Rebecca, the lit one. Man. Shout out to the lit, 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 lit. She says, so when are we getting that Steelers Blitz merchandise? I'd buy some at the Steelers store. Oh, that's actually a good call. Again, another one. Above our pay grade. Definitely. Way you gotta talk to the You got to talk to the powers grade. that be. Yes, way above our pay grade. <laughs> Yenzer Steve tweets. It says, thoughts on Mark Gilbert? I think he's been playing well. I've been to camp twice. Uh, to watch practice, I've also obviously watched the two preseason games. Feels like he's a sleeper to make the 53. I agree. You've, you've spoken highly about Mark Gilbert. I know you yeah. really like what you've seen from I like him. his game a lot, man. He's fundamental. He's, the moment doesn't seem too big. And anybody that remembers him, he was a high-pedigree guy. He was doing his thing collegially in the ACC. He just dealt with injuries. That was the knock on him. It wasn't a question of was he capable or could he be productive. It was just can he stay healthy. Now he's being healthy. As long as he stays healthy, man, I think he'll continue to progress and continue to turn heads. Randy tweets us and says, wondering if there is a scenario where we could see Cam Sutton play inside week one versus Cole Beasley, let Pierre play the outside position. I don't know if they would do that, like, just specifically week for week one. one. Yeah. Like, if they're going to do that, they're going to do, do that. It. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong, Cole Beasley is a good wide receiver. Um, but he's – I mean, the Steelers are going to see plenty of talented slot wide receivers. He's yeah. not the hes not the only one. Um, they'll, they'll – hey, wait till the Bengals That's come – wait till say. the Bengals come here week three. I was going to say, he might not even be the scariest. Jamar Chase is yeah. going to be playing in the slot. T. He, Higgins not, is going to be playing in the, the slot. Yeah, Kobe's not the scariest slot you got to worry about. Tyler right now, Boyd going to be playing in the slot. Yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be a very interesting when the Bengals roll to town to see how they delegate their wide receiver yeah. duties. But we'll talk about that when we get there. Annie wants to know, is it – or if it's legit to worry about the Steelers as their uh, yet untested offensive line, does the same hold true for all the changes that the Browns have made to their defense? A lot of new faces there, too. Does filling holes with vets automatically equal instant success? Well, no, it does not. Of course not, because if it did, uh, a lot of these teams that go shopping for football cards in the offseason that are always – like the Jets, like the football team – I mean, they would have had some success if filling holes with vets guaranteed it. And those teams, it seems like, are, are always doing a lot of shopping during the free agency period, and they're just spinning a their wheels. A ton of shopping, A right? lot, right? Like the Jets yeah, yeah, are always yeah. giving out contracts. Girl, the football teams, you they give paid? Albert Hainsworth $300 billion <laughs> for you kicks. Say, you say you're a free agent and want to get a check. Okay, just go to one of these bum organizations. Right. Man. So They're no, always it, in the market. It does not automatically equal success. Um, but you know what? I think there's a lot of questions about the Browns' defense point blank. Period. Yeah. Beyond the new faces, we all know Miles Garrett. 
is a talented pass rusher. Say what you want about him, and we all know the feelings of everything that transpired to but we all know Miles Garrett is a very talented pass rusher. They've got some talent in the secondary as well, mm -hmm. too. I like Denzel Ward. But they, that defense for the Browns is is a question mark. They got it all going on. I mean, like Baker Mayfield might be their weak link on offense, and that's saying something. Yes. But on defense, they, they certainly have plenty of question marks. There. Yeah, they definitely do. Um, I mean, you even think about JOK, right? How does he – form his spot in there like right where, where, where does he you and I were really high on him yeah, yeah how quickly can he get up to speed absolutely I mean and then what Jadavion Clowney is showing up right is it motivated or is it just all right I'm Clowney I just got to show up I'm good yeah mm. no nah, it doesn't work like that right so which version of him shows up I mean it's, it's that's interesting that's I like that question that's good that's good sensei tweets us and says I missed Sunday's show but I'm here today what do you think we'll see more of uh, ideally when it comes to a one-two punch at running back Najee and Balaj or Snell or Najee and McFarland. He says, I think it's important just to have a game plan not to run the wheels off of Najee Harris. The game plan is to run the wheels that, off of that Najee is, Harris. That is. That's what you do with running backs yeah. in the NFL. That 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 is the game plan right now. But yeah. um, understanding that sentiment, I do think we will see more of probably McFarland just because of the balance and the contrast. You want to – I don't want to take Najee off the field to let Kalen run the same thing that I would want Najee to run, even though we know it's going to, you know, save Najee in the long run. We right. didn't draft Najee right. where we drafted him for the long run. We drafted him for now. Agreed. We drafted him for, hey, man, till the wheels fall off, if it's four years, it's four years. If it's three years, it is three years. But however long it is, we want to get it, every single if, drop out of you, if man. If the Steelers were drafting for the future, they would have taken an offensive lineman. <laughs> they would have taken uh, somebody on the defensive side of the football. Yeah. This is about this year. And, and this year only. Yeah. I, I'm with you on yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, it's great for Najee because he's going to get the opportunities to live out the dream. You're going to be the bell cow. Day one. Our buddy Thrash says, in terms of the new guys and who they need the most from, I think it has to be Trey Turner. He's put together uh, more of a rapport from being here earlier. He's also been elected to consecutive Pro Bowls, and him returning to that form would be immense for the confidence of the offensive line. They need him to have a they good year. They definitely do, man. They, they definitely do. do. They, they, they absolutely do. Um, we got time for one more before we get up out of here, man? See. Okay, here we go. Steeler Nation 920, one more. If we were to add another vet, what position would you like to see? I'm going cornerback. I would concur, Arthur Motes. I mean, offensive line, but here's the thing is – there's not like we don't know which one and, and also well, no, no, it, there is a center there is a center there well, is still, okay. that's true yeah that's true it just feels like um that's available out there uh, that are available out there offensive linemen are are tough to find yeah yeah that is very true but man with that being said we're gonna end it for today man it that's was a blast as always shout out to you my partner in crime shout out to jacob back at the station and the fearless leader brian law martina for keeping us extra crispy while we were remote on location <sighs> Do this again tomorrow, my friend. Sounds good. Same time, same place. Sounds good. I mean, you know where to find us, right? You're 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers. Mm -hmm. Nation. Radio. There it is.